Hello and welcome again to the Jobs Podcast. My name is Barry Vickers and thank you for downloading this episode. I'd like to remind you that the podcast website is at irishjobspod.wordpress.com and you can subscribe to it for free in iTunes or in Learn Out Loud. As ever, I welcome your comments or feedback and ideas for future episodes. Please email me at barry at barry.ie or connect with me through LinkedIn. Um, so now you've been invited for interview and you have all your ideas in your head from the previous episodes and you know what you're going to say for all the questions. And now it's time to think about body language. So this week I'm joined by Andrew Mulligan. Andrew studied career coaching in Dublin Institute of Technology and he's managing director of Irish Career Resolutions Limited who specialise in, in provide, they provide confidential personalised career coaching services. So you're very welcome Andrew, thank you for Thanks, joining Barry. me. Uh, do you want to say more about, uh, the, no, about your company? It. So I, I, right. I kind of operate in the in the recruitment field. I, I've worked with job seekers quite extensively, uh, and just looking forward to giving you the benefit of whatever knowledge I can on, on this whole area of, of uh, Absol- communication. Absolutely, and that's the first thing I was going to say to you is I've started this off on the bad foot because I've used the wrong term. I've called it body language, but the correct term, as you rightly say, is is nonverbal communication. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. it, it encompasses body language as one element of, mm-hmm. of the whole field. But it encompasses other areas as well, such as eye contact, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the protection of personal space, uh, uh, physical contact between individuals. So body language is just one element of, of a, a field that uh, is more commonly referred to as nonverbal communication. Because as well as communicating as we are here using our words and our language, uh, we also give, give signals by the, the, the body signals that we, we uh, use every day. Uh, and it's a, ca- a case of becoming familiar with those those signals and learning to interpret them. Very good, excellent, excellent. So, can you maybe, I, I suppose, tell us more about that? I mean, how does it how does it work? Okay, well, nonverbal communication it, it refers to the messages we give to either um, complement what we're saying, or in some instances to replace uh, verbal communication. Uh, so it's very important because usually um, most people will take up. Uh, the, 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 the non-visual signs more readily than what we're actually saying in our, in our conversation. So this is important it's because really you can important. say one thing and yeah. but we seem yeah. to mean another. Yeah. I mean, yeah. non-verbal messages often convey more meaning than the spoken word or they actually can convey the true meaning. So mm. if you come into to, to an interview situation and profess to be confident, but by your demeanor at the, at the interview, it's quite obvious that you're not confident. Of course, yeah. That yeah. Mixed messages, and that's the signal that we're taking. That's a great example. It makes more sense to me that that, that way. Yeah. Uh, un- understood. Okay, great. So I I believe you've there's, there's there's four types of NVC. Is that right? Can you maybe um, tell us about those? Yeah, uh, the four types um, would be proxemics, which is an individual's perception of the, the use of space. So we're all familiar with this uh, concept of, of, of our personal space mm. and how difficult and embarrassing it is if our personal space is invaded. Yeah. So the typical example I would give is uh, in a lift situation where you're in a lift with a group of uh, people who you're not familiar with, who are not uh, personal friends. Uh, and generally speaking, what we do is we all gravitate towards the, 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 the exit door on the, on the lift and look at the, uh, the symbol of the, the floors as they go by without actually engaging in any kind of right. personal contact with another because mm. We're, we're standing too close to one another, or within a, a, a couple of feet of one another, which is really invasive in terms of our, our personal space. Right. I so, never thought of that, actually, that, yeah. to be honest so with you. Right. In an interview situation, generally speaking, uh, an interviewer will be sitting at a table or across a desk, mm. uh, so there is a, a natural gap be- between the, the, the interviewer and the interviewee. 
And so it's important from, from the, the, the interviewee's perspective and also from the interviewer's perspective mm. that personal space is, isn't invaded by uh, leaning across the table or, or making hand gestures across the table in front of the interviewer, where he, particularly where it might be a male-female interaction, it can be construed as being uh, of offensive or, or, or uh, more in, in the way of antagonistic. Right, aggressive. Yeah, yeah. aggressive. Yeah. Very good, yeah. very good. And so that's proxemics. Kinesics then is, is the other... Uh, element of non of, of the NVC, and this is to do with uh, posture and body movement. Mm -hmm. uh, again, the way we we deport ourselves. So, are we, we standing confidently or are we slouching in our chair type of thing? Uh, I've had interviewees come into me sitting on a, a swivel chair who constantly rock one, one way and the other yes. uh, to, to mm -hmm. comfort themselves effectively. Uh, but that's part of, of the the the, the, uh, the communication process where they, they rock themselves to become more comfortable in the situation. So if you find that you're in that situation in an interview, uh, you should take steps to, to avoid that. Yeah, absolutely. Because if I can say absolutely, I find that with Skype interviews, the people tend to tend to rock back and forth, back and, forward. and it's very yeah. distracting when that's, you get a big head, little head. And absolutely. Or, or any any uh, gestures up towards the face, uh, mm. you know, scratching your face or scratching your hair or anything like that. Mm. Uh, it's, it's it's purely happening because the interview. Is, is nervous and yes. it manifests itself in the way in, in, in the way in which they, they actually conduct their hand gestures which mm. should be avoided because it, is, it just leads yeah. to distraction from the, the interviewer's perspective. Absolutely and that's something I suppose we, we talked about this before we started recording this is not detrimental stuff it's just stuff to, 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 to bear just in mind. Aware it of. Better I mean, we all do it I, I do it yeah. myself and I dare say Barry that you probably find yourself falling into that trap. I'm very conscious well. of the way so I'm slouching e my chair e now. Yeah. Even, the, even the, the experts uh, mm. Can can be you know uh, trip up in this whole area. So mm. it's something to be aware of, not necessarily to be uh, overly concerned with, but it's something that uh, you 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 would be better armed going into an interview, uh, knowing this kind of stuff rather than not knowing it absolutely, at all. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So there's proxemics, there's kinetics, and then we have facial and, and eye behaviour. Uh, so the movements, these are adding clues to, to the actual interviewer as to what what, what a true meaning is. Mm. So generally in interviews, what I would, would tend to uh, advise uh, an interviewee would be to try and maintain eye contact in an interview. Mm. Um, we, we know that uh, eye, eye contact conveys uh, confidence, and that if we're asked a question and uh, the, the interviewee uh, starts to, to look away from the interviewer at the ceiling or the floor or whatever, mm. purely to try and gather thoughts, it can be construed as being uh, that this guy is making it up as he goes along. Yes. So you, you don't yeah. want to, be, to, to, to fall into that particular situation. Uh, we want to try and maintain eye contact. Uh, there's a difference, however, between eye contact and staring. Mm. It's not staring. It's not uh, continuous eye contact. Uh, I would uh, characterize it as being uh, scanning the, the face of the other uh, other mm. uh, person in the room. So, say between forehead and chin, just scanning uh, to see that you know, we're, we're still on the same uh, level of, in, of interaction here, mm. um, but Absolutely. not not uh, not a piercing gaze or glare, yes. which can come across as being aggressive, psychotic. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And if I can say as well, I, I think it's very important when people have panel interviews, so whether there's three or four interviewers, to share to make gaze. Exactly, absolutely. Share gaze. So generally speaking, in a panel interview where uh, there's, there's one prime uh, interviewer make, asking all of the questions, there might be somebody else who's purely there for, uh, for an observer mm. perspective, maybe taking notes or, or making some uh, observations on, a, on a, a written sheet. 
uh, although those, those individuals may not have had any kind of verbal uh, interaction with you, it is advisable to make sure that you're sharing your gaze between the two or three other people uh, who are engaged in the Absolutely. Other, the, the, I, would, uh, I would echo that the because they are going to be asked for feedback at the end. Yeah. So they may be 33% or 25% yeah. of the yeah. vote. Absolutely. Okay. The last one then, so we've had proxemics, kinesics, facial and eye behaviour. We now have paralanguage. Uh, and not alone uh, do we need to be concerned about what we say, but how we say it. So in other words, the, the pitch of our voice, uh, how loud or how soft uh, our tone is. Uh, do, we, do we come across as being uh, very, very loud in our, in our conversation, which can, again, come across as being uh, aggressive? Or if, if, if it's a case that we're, we're somewhat uh, softer spoken, uh, that can send out the message that the, the, the individual has less confidence, a little bit timid perhaps, mm. uh, and that's to, to be avoided if, if at all possible as well. So it's just a, mm. a, a, a no, no, no extremes either way would be the guide. Uh, varying pitch and tone is very important. Uh, you don't want to uh, come across and, and talk in, in monotones. Yes. Uh, yes. Very boring, very mm. difficult to listen to. Mm. And you will soon lose the, 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 the attention of the, the person you're speaking with if you speak in a monotone. So try and vary mm. it. Mm -hmm. It's akin to singing. Uh, we all speak uh, varying our pitch and tones quite naturally. But in a, in a, in a non-natural situation, such as a, a job interview, uh, we can fall into a situation where uh, we, we could develop a monotone. So that could be one, one area that we could try to avoid. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Okay. Um, can we talk, you mentioned earlier on a little bit about slouching in the chair, and I'm going to sit up in my chair a bit properly now before yeah. we cover this, but can we talk a little bit more, can we explore a little bit more posture? Yeah, well, I mean, the, 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 the guide would be that um, there's a back on a chair for, for a particular reason, mm. uh, the, the, the reason is to, to rest your back against. Mm. So the position I would usually guide somebody coming into interview would be to sit with your back straight against the back of the chair, with your feet flat on the ground. Yes, okay? absolutely. Uh, so you're not uh, crossing legs. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're not sitting back in, in your chair, uh, mm -hmm. give, giving a, an air of uh, nonchalance or, or uh, a sense that you may not care as to how, how well or otherwise this, this uh, engagement is going to, to, to proceed. Mm -hmm. uh, so sitting in a, in a neutral position with your back against the straight get the back of the chair with your feet flat on the ground. Hand positions then uh, either on the desk in front of you. Mm. Uh, flat, flat down on the desk or on your, your thighs is, is fine as well. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but try to avoid uh, over effusive gestures in terms of um, you know high, high hand gestures. Some gesturing is good, mm. um, and I would encourage it because it it, it gives a sense of uh, enthusiasm, interest, uh, confidence, and comfort. Mm. Uh, particularly if you find somebody is, is engaging and speaking about a topic that they have a particular passion about, you'll find that the hand gestures start to come up. Uh, once they're not over effusive, uh, that, that, that's fine. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And can we talk a little bit about, I, I, there's a t concept I love, I'm sure you're familiar with, called mirroring, and I really like this. I've observed this in interviews, and when I see someone do it, I, I, I always assume that they're an absolute master of communication. Yeah, well, mirroring effectively is, as, as the word would, would, would suggest, it's reflecting back uh, some of the mannerisms of the, 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 the other person that's engaging mm -hmm. in the interview with you. Uh, so if you can see that that the interviewer uh, is using lots of hand gestures, perhaps mm. uh, is, is smiling and engaging quite quite uh, openly, uh, to, to to reflect that back to them in, in mm. a similar fashion would be advisable, uh, mm. because it's it, effectively what we're trying to do is make a, a human bond between yourself and the interviewer. Absolutely, um, mm. it, it's not a mechanical process where you know it, it's it's two robots talking to one another. We have our likes and our dislikes. Mm. And we're trying to build a, a bond with the with the, the, the this person on the opposite side of the table. So mirroring their hand gestures, their posture, uh, 
whether they're, they're showing uh, active listening by, by nodding and so forth, mm. that, that's, that's uh, all, all to be encouraged as well. Great, great. No, absolutely. I do. When I see people doing it in an interview, I'm very impressed by it. Yeah. And I always yeah. assume that they're an absolute master of communications because yeah. they can do that with other people that they yeah. work with and quickly connect to yeah. them. Um, okay, can we maybe spend a little bit of time on gesture as well? Yeah. Well, gestures, um, they can be deliberate, they can be incidental. And it can be unconscious. So deliberate gestures are, are, are things like um, sending out, a, the, the, the obvious one would be, would be a thumbs up signal in, in terms of, of hand signals. Mm. Uh, not, not advisable to be doing that in an interview situation, but just as an illustrator as to what would be a, a deliberate gesture. Uh, yes. It would be mm. something like that. Um, the incidental gestures then would be things like uh, if, if somebody is engaging in a, in a passionate speech about a topic that they have a lot of knowledge about and are uh, enthused about, then you will find that uh, the hand gestures, the, the gentle hand gestures will come in mm. into play. And it just, as I, as I said previously, it just uh, gives the impression uh, to, the, to the listener that the, the, the uh, interviewee is comfortable in the topic that they're speaking about and has a lot of knowledge to impart. Mm. Um, if, if it's the case that they're sitting uh, rigidly in their chair back against the, the, the back of the chair and hands flat on the desk, uh, that, that is an unnatural uh, engagement yes. and we mm. wouldn't, wouldn't naturally do that uh, on, a, in, on a personal basis. doesn't engender confidence in the interview. Yeah. So to, just to, mm. to avoid that. Great, yeah. great. Now, um, I'm sure you're familiar as well um, with the, I think it's, I believe it's an industry term, the, the five categories of body expression. Yeah. Could I ask you to maybe tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, the five categories of, of body expression. Uh, I mean, the whole area of, of nonverbal communication and body language goes back to, to Charles Darwin, which I believe it goes back quite a, a long way. Really, yeah. It has been uh, the subject of, of studies uh, for the last 150 years. Right. Um, but during the course of that period in time, uh, they have broken down uh, some of the elements of, of body expression into five different categories. And they can be categorized as emblems, illustrators, regulators, effect displays, and adapters. So, going back to the first one, emblems. These will be non-verbal communication messages uh, which on their own communicate a message. They're generally uh, universally recognized. So the one I would typically refer to would be the thumbs up signal. Yeah. So generally speaking, uh, a thumbs up in Ireland means well done or happy with, with the way progress is going here. Mm. And it, it conveys the same message in, in Beijing or, or Canberra. It's universal, it, it doesn't lead itself to, to misinterpretation. Right, okay. so that's an emblem. So that's the main, the main uh, 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 characteristic of, of an emblem. Illustrators then would be things which we use to, non-verbal messages which we use to uh, reinforce or complement the verbal message. Okay, so in terms of uh, a typical illustrator would be nodding. Okay, so mm. that will be a demonstration of active listening. So that we're, we're kind of on the same page. I'm listening to you. I understand what you're saying. I'm nodding to you. Uh, right. Shaking your head is also an illustrator in terms of I don't agree with you. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it, it probably mm. wouldn't be advisable to be going through much, much in the way of uh, not head shaking in, in an interview situation. But mm. nodding mm. Uh, when saying yes. Or if, for instance, if you're giving directions to somebody, pointing them or, or leading them by a hand gesture in the, in the way in which you, you want them to proceed to left or right or whatever. So that's an illustrator oh, as well. Okay. Uh, the third one, regulators, um, used by the sender to control what the receiver says or does. So again, uh, eye contact, nodding. So in an interview situation, perhaps, um, we, we have to be, be conscious of the fact that an interview is a finite piece of, of time. There's, there's an allocated 
time given to each particular interview. Uh, typically, the interviewer will probably be interviewing five or ten people on, the, on that particular day, and there'll be a, a schedule allocated mm. uh, to, the, to the actual day for, for the interviews. So he knows uh, that he has a finite 40 minutes or an hour or whatever for each individual. Um, so if it's if, if, if it found that uh, an interviewee is being a little bit over effusive and elaborate in, in terms of uh, question answering and so forth, uh, you, you might find that the interviewer, without actually saying anything, will start glancing down at a sheet of paper, losing eye contact, yes, and, yes. and drawing the attention away from what was being said to mm. indicate that we need to move on. Okay? Yeah, without absolutely. Without actually yeah. jumping in and saying, yeah. thanks. I tend, to, I tend to glance at my watch. Yeah. Within well, I, with, when, when uh, we often ask candidates in Ericsson to come in and give a presentation, then we'll say 15 or 20 minutes, we set a time limit on it. And I will give that visual cue purposely front of the candidate I would glance at my watch to yeah. let them know. Yeah. You it, know it's, it's, it's visual cues. It, it, in a meeting situation as well where uh, there might be five or six individuals around the table in, in an interview and you're being asked for your opinion or your, your contribution mm. to make on a new topic, uh, the chairman usually will use uh, regulators to indicate that it's now time to move to the next topic mm. by just shifting a glance from, from you to the person next to you or to somebody else around the table. Absolutely. Uh, and it's yeah. indicating to you, I, I'm done here, I need to mm. stop what I'm saying, and to the person who's, who's uh, now receiving the glance, uh, they're being invited to come in with their contribution. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, effect displays then will be the fourth one uh, in, the, in the five categories. And effect displays are, are quite common. Uh, it's laughing, it's crying, uh, it's that type of, of uh, very visual type of communication. So mm. uh, in, in an interview situation, it's good to go in and, and demonstrate that you're comfortable, okay? that you're, you're happy to be there, mm. uh, that it's not a situation that you're, you're, you're regretting having been caught for this interview and, and mm. I'm here for the next 40 minutes and you know, tell me when the time is up. Like yes, absolutely. You should be using the time as, as effectively as possible to build rapport with the, the interviewers uh, and to demonstrate that you're comfortable in, in being there. Uh, after all, you, you've probably been applying for jobs for quite a while, and this may be one of the, the few opportunities that you've had to win and, and put yourself in front of a, of a recruiter. Mm. Uh, so take advantage of that and demonstrate uh, through effective displays, like smiling, for instance, mm -hmm. uh, that you're comfortable in, in your space and that you know, you're, you're quite happy to have the interview go on for as long as the interviewer wants to interview you. Mm. So smiling at a, in an interview, not necessarily laughing, although if there are if it's a fairly uh, light-hearted light uh, interview mm. situation or not an informal situation, then laughing is fine. But yes, typically, absolutely. it would be more confined to, to smiling. Yeah, which is back to mirroring again. If they're laughing and smiling, absolutely. join yeah. in. Don't yeah. be afraid yeah. to. And, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The so, final one then is adapters. And uh, these are actions that are, are taken to, to satisfy bodily needs. So, for instance, uh, if you're sitting there and, and you find that... Um, you're scratching, or you you know you have an itch, so you, you need to, to relieve that itch. It, it, mm. it happens. You know we, we are all uh, human beings, and we have these the, these uh, requirements on occasion. Mm. Uh, just to make sure that you're not being uh, over effusive in doing that, or, 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 or <laughs> yes. that you're attracting too much attention yes. by, by doing that. Mm. So adapters are, are things like scratching or shifting your position in your chair. Mm. Uh, sitting in a, in a chair for a long period of time, you can get stiff, you can get uncomfortable. So mm. shifting yeah. position is, is another. Absolutely, uh, you don't want to have it sleep like when it's time absolutely, to stand up yeah, and leave the yeah, room yeah, yeah so absolutely. adapters we'll that mm. one. um the, 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 you can misinterpret adapters though for instance so folding in your, your arms mm. is, is a typical 
adapters that we would be encouraged or discouraged from using in an interview yeah. uh, because it can be conveyed as being defensive and I'm putting up a barrier yes. uh, between myself and the, 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 the person across the table from me. Mm. But it might just mean that the guy is cold or right, it yes. may just mean that he, he, he hurt his arm coming in the other day and he, he needs to give that arm a bit of support. So it could be something as simple mm. as that. So it's important that we, we don't interpret it, interpret the, the, uh, the visual signals that we're getting as well. Yeah, but yeah, that's I'd agree. primarily what, what it is lost. The five uh, categories of body expression. Excellent. With the five categories, can you maybe tell us, Andrew, some of the, the considerations that people should take in relation to those, in relation to clothes, their postures, where they put their hands, their eyes, odour, whatever falls under the category. Okay, well, one that, that, that constantly comes up in, in terms of people looking for advice is, is what should I wear to an interview? Mm. Uh, and my guide would always be to, to, to wear your, your formal best, so business formal. I'd agree, um, yes. Even mm. if you know that if you're, you're successful in, in the interview and, and are made an offer, that there won't be a requirement to, to dress formally. I mean, mm. Most uh, multinational organisations now dress business casual, so mm. it's effectively a pair of slacks and, and a, a, a shirt without a tie. Mm. Um, that wouldn't be acceptable in an interview. Yeah, uh, because it's it's showing that um, you're not paying respect to, to the interviewer in coming in mm. uh, and presenting yourself dressed casually. So I would always guide that that for for, for gents, um, a business suit with a, a, a plain short mm. uh, and a sober tie. So mm. leave out the paisley patterns and the the, the, the garish pinks and so forth. Mm. Uh, so a, a sober um, red or blue tie. Uh, with a, a smart business suit. Mm. Uh, make sure the shoes are polished as well. Yes. Um, yeah. Lots of people uh, omit that one uh, as being one that's, you know, washing your feet will be under the desk. He's not going to see my shoes. But you'd be very surprised. Um, generally speaking, in a, in a large organisation, uh, I always guide that uh, the interview starts as soon as you arrive at the, on the premises, not necessarily when you're invited in to, to interview. I agree, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. My philosophy is it's not over until you're out of sight of the building. Absolutely, yeah, because yeah. even from the perspective of a car park, there can be CCTV on the car park. Yeah. Uh, mm. So they'll see how you conduct yourself, park in your car, mm. uh, getting out of your car. Is your car dirty? For instance, would be another one that that can be if you were going for a, a sales position, right. where, where you yeah. expected to uh, present yourself as a representative of an organisation. Mm. Um, you might be fortunate enough to be given a company car, but if if you can't keep your own car uh, presentable, um, then the, the impression given would be that he'll treat a company car in the same way. Interesting point. So yeah. just watch the car before you turn up. Mm. Uh, the uh, receptionist is usually uh, involved in the interview process as well. Uh, they, they, the receptionist will be told that you know, we are conducting interviews uh, here today. Mm. Uh, we will have six or eight people to, to see during the course of the day. And at the end of the day, um, the, the, the recruitment uh, or the hiring manager uh, may ask the opinion of the, of the, um, the receptionist as to what they thought of X, Y and Z candidates. I almost definitely will, believe yeah. it or not. Uh, yeah. Because usually um, there's, a, there's, there's a more relaxed uh, impression given of the interviewee as they sit waiting in, in reception. Mm. Particularly if they have to wait for any length of time. Uh, you should avoid playing with your mobile phone and scan, you know, playing with, with Facebook and stuff like that. You're, you're, you're actually in a formal setting now, so you're ready and preparing for your interview. Mm. Uh, so avoid that. Obviously avoid you know, uh, standing outside smoking as well if you're yeah. waiting for your interview. Mm. Uh, so just prepare, sit, uh, engage in conversation with the receptionist if the receptionist is open to, to conversations. If it's, a, if it's a, a busy switchboard, that won't be possible. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's a case that you know, it, it's, it's obvious by observing the body language, of the reception.
perfectionist that they're open to uh, having that type of an engagement, well then do so. Absolutely. Because you're showing yeah. that you're able to communicate as well. Um, the next hurdle effectively is, is being introduced to the, to the interviewer. So um, generally speaking, there's a statistic that will say that within 30 seconds, 40 seconds of, of meeting an individual, mm. the recruiter will have made up a decision already that you know, this is not somebody I would see working in our organization. Just by your demeanor, the way you, you conduct yourself, mm -hmm. yep. uh, and it really doesn't matter what you say through the course of the, the 40 or 50 minute interview, mm. uh, all the recruiter is going to be doing is justifying his decision not to hire you. Uh, because of that bad impression you made on him uh, on the first occasion that you met him. So in being introduced to your, your interviewer, uh, a good handshake uh, mm. is, is always uh, acceptable. Um, it doesn't mean a bone crusher. People think, tend to think that <laughs> it's necessary to, to break the other person's hand, or yes, particularly if it's man to man, well. yeah. but yeah. it's not. It's a neutral, uh, mm. just a hand, hand gesture. Um, and um, particularly if you're sh shaking hands with a woman, who may have rings on, uh, uh, kind of any kind of pressure on, on the hands can be quite painful. Right, yeah. Uh, so that should be avoided as well. Mm. Um, I'm going to disagree with you about the piece about all recruiters in the 30 seconds piece. Okay. But there is, I think there is, even on a subliminal level, there's an impression thought. And Absolutely. if you make a good impression, you're off to a good start. Absolutely. If you, if you, I think if you make a bad impression to start off with, you're already in a negative balance you're, and you're, you have you're an extra 10% catch-up on. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Um, the next one, you're, you're invited into the, the interview room. Um, mm. So wait to be asked to, to sit down. So mm. don't assume you, you know, where you're to sit. Wait to be shown where to sit. And then at, at, when, you, when you take your seat, uh, sit in, in the way we, we indicated earlier in the interview where you're sitting uh, in a neutral position with your back straight against the back of the chair, hands either directly on the table in front of you or on your, your thighs is fine. Mm. Um, Excellent. They will be the guide. Very good. And you've 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 given me some some images here of yeah. of men and women in various different colours and various different clothing. Yeah. Um, which is which is very good. Like things like staying away from bulky jewellery and 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 some of the different um, postures as well. And, you know, suits as well. I mean, I've interviewed people a lot of people on, on job seeker courses, and they would although they're prepped for interview before they they turn up, mm. they're, they're encouraged to wear their best. Mm -hmm. uh, in some instances, and it could be related to you know uh, monetary situations and budgetary situations, they don't have. Yeah, well, of, it's uh, never. I, I would whatever. agree. So yeah, it's never yeah. a requirement to turn up on an expensive designer suit. But, but the, we, we, could, well we, could, dressed, we yeah. could avoid coming in in, in a suit that's obviously a suit that's made for going out dancing. You know, with, with uh, yeah, tuxedo yeah, or yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So absolutely. I've seen that as well. And mm -hmm. for the ladies to avoid uh, mm -hmm. overly short skirts. Mm. Uh, or low low cut tops is, is another uh, no no. It's, it's not a, a date. It's not a it's not a social engagement. It's a business mm -hmm. meeting that you're going to. Understood. And can we talk a little bit about um, maybe hands and eyes? And I don't think we we haven't talked about those. Maybe we because to me I find eyes very important. Yeah. Well, eye, eye contact is crucial. Uh, as I said earlier, it, it conveys. Uh, an element of of um, truthfulness mm. of of confidence. Uh, in, in being able to hold a uh, conversation with, with another person and you know engage with them uh, by you know lots of eye contact. Uh, culturally, however, there are some cultures where they find eye contact quite difficult and mm. in some instances quite offensive and invasive. 
mm. uh, and that's to be recognised as well. Uh, we live in a multicultural uh, world now, and in, in Ireland particularly, we've, we've become exposed to lots of different cultures over the last 20 years, which mm. probably hadn't been the case prior to that. But I think we've become used uh, at this stage to engaging with different cultures, and we, we, we can recognise that some cultures will have more difficulty making and maintaining uh, eye contact than others. Mm. Uh, it's not an, an indication of any lack of respect or lack of confidence, it's just a cultural issue. Yeah. Uh, so from the, the, the interviewer's perspective, they need to be aware of that as well, and I think most are at this, this point in time. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Although uh, I think it's a good idea for candidates to research the local culture of the, the, where, where, where they're going, because yes. an interviewer, all interviewers, may not be HR trained Absolutely. or you know, they might be just someone from the yeah. business who's I mean, interviewing for the role, it might be the only interview they'll ever do. I so. think there's been a, a well-known advertisement, I don't have seen it lately, but, but HSBC have had advertisements where they show that it's, it's, it's important to be culturally aware, mm. particularly where you're in a business where you're going to be travelling. Uh, so there are certain things that you will do in, in Japan or that you should avoid doing in Japan mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 and other areas of the world in terms of, of the special requirements from, from a cultural perspective that you should be aware of. Understood. Yeah. Understood. And I think you said it to me earlier as well, this is not something to overthink. It's not. I mean, it's, it's a case of not becoming too paranoid about this whole area. Mm. It's important to be aware of, of its existence. Uh, I mean, we, we, we all engage in non-verbal communication without actually knowing that that's what we're doing. Uh, all I'm trying to do is put a bit of a framework on, on the whole area and to say that it is an area that has been uh, examined and studied by psychologists and, and anthropologists. Mm. Um, it's, it's becoming more uh, common in, in terms of, of the interview scenario that you know, recruiting uh, uh, managers in, in, in organizations will be aware of this whole area as well yeah but not to become over over uh, caught up about the whole situation. yeah you're not going to not get the job because yeah, not, you stared at someone probably you folded your arms or absolutely your yeah. absolutely i mean um we can get mixed signals from 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 body mm. language. So I think I mentioned earlier, if, if somebody is, is folding their arms, is it because they're being defensive, or is it just a case that they're cold? They're cold, yeah. Okay. Um, if if a guy comes in wearing a conservative suit, is he an introvert, or is that generally the way he conducts himself in a business situation? I mean, we mm. we all uh, generally speaking wear jeans and t-shirts when we're not in, in a business mode. That's mm. I, I certainly do. Uh, but when I go for for a formal business meeting, I make sure that I'm presenting myself. Uh, I, I conform. I conform to whatever is the expectation of the, the organisation that I'm mm. going to meet. Um, if you were a, a Manchester United player, for instance, you'd be expected to wear the Manchester United uh, uniform and mm. present yourself in that way. So that's all it is. Yeah. Um, Wild hairstyles and so forth are, are all very well from, from a young person's perspective and, and uh, face jewellery in, in terms of piercings and so forth. Yeah, I, I see a lot of that so, as yeah, well, yeah. Um, which is all very well from a, us being individuals and, and, and professing or mm. demonstrating our individuality. But if we, we are in a work situation and in a situation where we want to engage with a, an organisation, mm. we, we must be aware of what the culture in that organisation is. Yeah. So it might be that and the, the Mohican hairstyle will have to go before you present yourself for interview hmm. or the, 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 the studs will have to come out of the, the ears and so forth as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. it, it, it's, it's no reflection on the individual self, it's just that you're conforming to the, the standards that's expected of you. I agree, I agree. I, there's, a, there's a mantra that's I dress to, I dress to express, not to impress, yeah. but in the interview situation it's the other way around, you yeah. should dress Self-expression is not. This is not the place for it. Absolutely. This is the place to Absolutely. to impress. Um, a couple of other areas as well in in, in terms of this, this thing would be uh, I get 
asked a lot about body odor and stuff like that or, mm. or is, it, is it acceptable to douse yourself in half a bottle of uh, <laughs> yeah. aftershave before going to it no is, is the answer yeah. because generally mm. speaking um, an interview is, is being held in a confined space the interviewer is probably going to be in that room for the the, the whole day mm. if he is, is still smelling your aftershave three hours after you've left mm. uh, having interviewed him in the morning interviewed in the morning um, it's a bad uh, impression to give, give across. Um, lots of aftershave and perfumes are, are alcohol-based as well, and they can be quite uh, stinging on the on the, uh, the nasal passages. So mm -hmm. it, it can be actually upsetting and sickening if, mm -hmm. if you, you come across that. Um, so in in moderation would be would be, would be the the guy there. Obviously, you know, have a shower before for turning up for for interview. Mm -hmm. um, but you can avoid uh, sweating in in a few situations by making sure that you turn up on time, that you know exactly where you're going. So yeah. if you're coming to a, an interview here in Ericsson, know exactly what door you're going to in Ericsson and don't be spending the first or, the, or the, the 30 minutes leading up to the interview trying to figure out where it is exactly I'm, I'm going to go in this, in this large Absolutely, building. yeah. Um, and, and avoid that, that, that those situations where you're, you're in a panic and you're sweating uh, before uh, meeting the, the interviewer. If your hands happen to be sweating, Go to the, the gents or the ladies beforehand and just mm -hmm. wash your hands, dry your mm -hmm. hands off, and that'll that'll take care of that one. Mm -hmm. uh, just just pay, pay respect to the individuals that are meeting effectively. Absolutely, absolutely. Andrew, all great advice. Thank you very much for that. Um, in terms of if people are interested in knowing more about this, or in terms of what you're doing. Um, how can they? How can they? Can I? What's well, your website, I mean, or how can they contact you? Yeah, my website is IrishCareersResolutions.ie. Uh, all my contact details will be got on there. I'm quite a, uh, an extensive user of LinkedIn as well, and I profess to, to uh, job seekers to, to be on social media as much Couldn't as Couldn't agree can, more, yeah. And to, to show that they are uh, you know, social media savvy, mm. uh, to, because recruiters use it quite extensively now in, in the recruitment process. So if you're not on there, uh, you're missing out on, on quite a, uh, an exposure in terms of what, what opportunities might present. So IrishCareerResolutions.ie or LinkedIn would, would get me. Um, I, I work with you know companies in terms of, of uh, training opportunities, being a, a, a nominated trainer on various uh, government-sponsored uh, back-to-work schemes. Um, I've worked with some of the colleges as well in terms of give, delivering uh, motivational seminars to their, their uh, intake of, of new grads and so forth, or new mm. students. Um, and I have private clients as well. So happy to engage with anyone who wants to engage with me. Great, great. Well, look, thank you very much for today. I really appreciate it. It's been, I found it extremely useful and interesting and engaging and educating um, as uh, as well. Um, so it just amazes me to say thank the people who've listened very much for listening and for downloading it. If they have any comments or tricks and tips around NVQ that they want to share, um, please do drop me a line at barry at barry.ie or comment on the site, which again is irishjobspod.wordpress.com. Again, just to say that the, the podcast is part of a series that's available free to download on iTunes and on Learn Out Loud. But for now, thank you very much for listening. Um, good luck with your job search and take care. <laughs>